Hello everybody and welcome back to episode 114 of the Everton Motor Racing Podcast. I hope you've had a great week as always. I am joined once again by the lovely Cameron. How you oh, doing? Lovely, that's me. Oh, lovely Cameron. I'm very lovely, aren't I? He's so lovely, he's so lovely. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure many, uh, I say many, any listeners will be tuning out right about now and thinking, God, what is this? <laughs> yeah, whoops. <laughs> anyway, say? yeah. I have that charm of turning people away from the podcast. <laughs> no Lauren this week, unfortunately. No, again, we've got, not got it for a few weeks, to be honest. Yeah, it's a bit busy, sad. like, I mean, having a life and stuff, which, I mean, yeah, and- whatever. Yeah, like what? What is that? Sorry, I don't can't relate. Excuse <laughs> me. Yeah, my life is MotoGP. Hell yeah! But I, I don't even have that. But anyway, <laughs> no. <laughs> so we've got a few big bombshells to talk about, but including some rumours of Maverick Vinales and Fabio Cotteraro. Oh. With a very interesting Insta post. Um, oh. I'm going to put that in the thing so we can talk about that. So, the big bombshell this week is finally it was confirmed that Mark Marquez will leave Honda at the end of the year, breaking an 11-year relationship with 59 victories and 101, pole, 101 podium, sorry, and six world champions together, chips together. It's, like you say, we, we, we saw it coming really i think it was getting to the point where we're like right it's it's happening um uh, yeah still it's still still big news it's still a shock it's still one of these things where you're like god like it's actually you know mm. like because you get you get caught up in the hype and 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 everything but then you know when something like this does actually then happen you're like jeez oh okay here we go this oh, is some yeah. big and you know it's the fact that it was mid-contract as well not just mm. you know, it wasn't a split at the end of a current contract. It was it was a buyout or whatever's happened. Yeah, um, it was. Yeah. So that just adds to the shock factor, shall we say? Yeah. Um, I'm excited though. No news on, well, um, no official news on where he's going. Shall I say? I think we all no, kind of know what's I happening. I have some info. Yes, please. Kind of. Mm. But I have some info. So I mentioned the group chats between us in the promoters and. Thing, mm. that there is a little bombshell I had to drop on the podcast. <gasps> so, motocyclismo.es have reported <gasps> that Mark Marquez had the opportunity to sign for Pramac to ride an official Ducati next year. But the, the condition that Paolo Campagnotti put was that he had to ride that for them for two years. He had to sign a two-year contract. And Marcus did not accept it. Oh. So the rumour is he will ride for Grassini, as we know, on a mm. one-year contract. Because the rumours that are continuing to circle Mark Marquez is that in 2025, he will sign and ride for KTM. <laughs> Imagine I mean- that. He goes from only riding Honda to then potentially winning the championship next year and the year after with three different manufacturers. That would shut everyone up that's like, oh, we can only do it with one bike. I mean, it absolutely would. I mean, like, all indicators say that he certainly could win the title on a Ducati next year. And then you 
gotta say the KTM looks capable as well with the right rider on it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it certainly would be one for the history books, and maybe that's maybe that's his like final um, final haymaker, I suppose, just to be like, Do you know what, I am. Well, by the time twenty twenty five rolls around, he'll be what thirty two. Yeah, which is getting to the end of a MotoGP's rider's career, shall we say. So he's maybe going to say, while he's still got it, if he can do something that likely will probably wouldn't be done again, if he can maybe do that, Mm. then, uh, yeah. It's... Marcus is always in and around that GOAT debate with everybody, mainly the excuse of why he's not the GOAT, being that he hasn't done it on multiple manufacturers, whatever. If he, theoretically was to leave Honda, win on a Ducati next year, and then win on a KTM the year after, not only would he surpass Valentino Rossi, he'd become the third, first rider in the modern era to win a man, win a championship on three different bikes, and to do it back-to-back with Ducati and KTM, would, I think, catapult him straight, not to the top of the go debate, because I don't actually think there is a GOAT, because you can't compare... Caparossi to Hayward to Rossi to Marquez because they're all different eras. Different and eras, yeah. yeah. Marquez would his his um, shall we say claim to the top of the throne would be strengthened and quite significantly. I mean, then there will likely always be the claim of um, well, I guess like Rossi's always got that. So he's he's the only rider to win back to back races on different manufacturers. Rins had a chance this mm. year, couldn't do it, but. Honda being Honda. Um, he did do it third racing though, didn't he? I, I know, I know. He came close, <laughs> but um, is what it is. But Valencia quite often throws out unexpected results. It can rain. And, mm. well, we've seen Marquez is still pretty handy in the rain, even on the Honda. Could happen. We could have a wet Valencia where Marquez takes the win. And then he could jump onto the Grassini Ducati, which won the opening round last year at Qatar, with Bastianini on it. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Who knows? That could happen. But then also, similarly, um, between the 24 and 25 season, he could win on the Ducati and then the KTM first round. Who knows? But uh, yeah, it would be nuts. It would be absolutely wild. But I think you're right. It would. It would certainly. Um, give a lot more ammunition to GOAT status. Yeah. Shall we like, say. Um, yeah. Mm. <laughs> hard to argue with, really. And I'm, I'm really yeah. excited to see what he can do on a Ducati, if slash when mm. he jumps on one. Um, yeah, that's it. Certainly going to breathe it's... a little bit of life back into um, the championship, shall we say. Overall, mm. just the oh, panic. Yeah, like... yeah, 100%. And... It's just weird because it feels a bit surreal. Like, yeah, like, yeah. It's genuinely we are living in history in MotoGP. You know, like when Valentino Rossi left Yamaha for Ducati or left Honda for Yamaha, it was monumental. It was such a big thing, and the fact that Marquez has been on a Honda for eleven years now, yeah, to leave is huge, and. He's leaving without any of his team members. Ducati and Cristina have said no. So all Santi and all that, nah, they're staying at Honda or wherever, if Honda continue to employ them, that is. 
and yes, will true. not follow him wherever he goes, which is even more of a thing because he put that thing on Instagram and basically said that he is leaving and going alone. So he must have been so desperate. Yeah. Like, yep. so desperate to leave the guys who've been there since he was on the 125. Yeah. To step into the unknown is monumental again. Well, the thing is, he has to take this step now because, like we say, he is, he's, he's getting older for a GP rider and he can't afford to, uh, shall we say, wait for Honda to turn things around. Because, I mean, it took Ducati, what, a decade? Really, yeah, to have a to yeah. have a consistently race winning bike. I mean, yeah, you're not like unless you're Danny Pedrosa, you're not still here <laughs> or Rossi even. You're not you're not going to continue fighting at the sharp end um, when you're late thirties, even forties. So, um, I mean, I dare say like Mark Marquez could, but not on that Honda. Especially, I don't think he would go injury free long enough for another five, mm. ten years on a Honda as well, um, while they refine the package, so to speak. be interesting to see what Honda can do when all these regulations change in 2027, but we've talked about that a lot. Um, yeah, we have. I saw I think... a thing earlier as well. In fact, it was literally just before we came in the pod. I don't know if you've seen it. it was, someone tweeted, can't remember, or X'd, whatever you call it these days. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was about how... Someone was speaking to a Ducati engineer in the paddock in March at Portimao. Mm. And they said if Quartararo or Marc Marquez get on one of these bikes, I think the quote was something like, they won't see, the paddock won't see which Cal way Crutchlow they went. said it, didn't he? I don't I know, think yeah, it was Crutchlow. Yeah, because they yeah. said like Quartararo or, or Marquez, if either one of them gets on a Ducati, the paddock won't see which way they went, i.e. they'll just be yes. at, like another level compared to everyone else. Which if someone... If someone like we were saying last week about Crutchlow knowing Marquez's data inside out and saying he'd be untouchable in the Ducati. If someone knows a Ducati even better um, and kind of confirms that thesis as well. Um, mm. uh, but then we do always, again, talk about how things are just never uh, just one plus one equals two in this sport. Yeah, it's especially uh, this sport. Yeah, well, like, we thought Anea Bastianini would be challenged for a championship this year, and look what's happened. Sure, he's had injury, yeah. but we yeah. probably expect a bit more of him by now. Because mm. although he's oh, injured yeah. again, isn't he? Yeah, he's been out for a few more rounds so. <sighs> <laughs> since Catalonia, hasn't he? Has he? Um, I, do yeah. you know what? That's how. That's how sort of disappointing he's been almost because I haven't. He's been so mid-pack since he came back. I haven't even noticed he was gone since Catalonia. That's, That's wild, bad. Should not be having that, that from is. a red Ducati. Jeez. <laughs> no. Jeez. Um, it was the the Marcus Cotaro thing, by the way, is Matt Oxley who tweeted ah, it. Right. Um, and he spoke to a Ducati engineer who told me if Marquez or Cotaro get on one of these, these, no one will see which way they went. And obviously, that's from a Ducati engineer. Yeah. And the fact that Bezzecchi's on a year-old bike battling for the championship, or was, until he broke his collarbone, mm. that sad. tells all, really. And the fact that Bastianini was a year-old bike last year and was third overall. Yeah. Again. It shows it, it, it's, all, it's really. fine margins. Um, whichever Ducati you're on, you're, you've got a chance, basically. And if your name's Mark Marquez, you maybe have more of a chance. But I'm excited to see 
what an eight-time world champion can do on, mm-hmm. quote-unquote, the best bike on the grid. Yes, me too. I cannot, absolutely cannot wait. Yeah, buzzing. But on to another rider who had their contract confirmed this week. Finally, Pedro Costa uh-huh. will be a MotoGP rider in gas cast colours next year at the expense of Paul Espargaro. Hmm. Do we know how test Paul rider? feels about this new... Uh, he's on Instagram deal. said that he's quite happy with it, understood because of his progress and lack of progress this year because of his injury and things like that. KTM basically are going to make him a test rider next year. Mm-hmm. He'll do at least six Grand Prix, I believe. Multitude of wild cards at least. And then the goal is to put him on the grid again in 2025 with KTM trying to buy two more seats. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. It seems like it almost feels... Not that KTM would do this, but it almost feels like they're kicking the can down the road a little bit, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, cross that bridge and we come to it. But who knows? Like, maybe Acosta will end up getting snapped up by some factory Ducati or something. But, Potentially. Because uh, I guess, like... Well, has he got a two-year contract, Acosta? What's the... What's so, the deal? No. So I believe, because he signed it years ago, two years in Moto2 and then a MotoGP heat in 24. Unless that's changed, which I don't know, his contract will run out at the end of next year. So KTM will be maybe trying to do their best to keep him under the KTM banner for the end of by the end of next year. He's been with KTM a long time. He was Rebel Rookies champion, Moto3 champion with KTM. Then, mm. obviously, Moto2 last year, Rookie of the Year with KTM. Probably going to win the championship this year with KTM. And then we'll be in KTM's umbrella next year. So, although his contract runs out at the end of next year, I genuinely believe he would be quite loyal to KTM because he had no cash. Like, he was a pretty poor rider. You know, he didn't really come from much. And... KTM, he was meant to ride when he did that rookie Moto 3 season. He was meant to ride for the Bristol squad. They even announced him in everything, press release, everything. Right. And then, then KTM swapped him and were like, no, we're putting you in the factory squad. Oof. Like, his career could have gone completely sideways at Bristol. We don't know. Bazzetti did well at Bristol, but his career could have had a completely different turn. But because KTM stepped in and were like, no, we're putting you on the best team. And now look where he is. And I think that. He owes KTM a bit more time, I would think. They've done yeah. so much to him. Got him to MotoGP. I think it would be unjust and bad, I guess, to maybe leave at the end of next year. That's just yeah. my opinion anyway. I think potentially if Jack has another season like he's having, then it's going to be almost a shootout between Augusto and Pedro for that factory ktm seat in 2025 oh yeah but then i have very linear simple thinking so um i don't know if you (laughs) you've got other thoughts than that but i'm but a simple man that's just where i'm at with it Mm. well if ktm get that extra seat well there's actually two seats marcus could just reunite with palace bargo at husvana (laughs) i don't see why it would be different next year though like why because dorna were like pretty firm like no you're you're not so like why why why?" yeah because they had another meeting 
as a most pre a most recent race in Japan. And KTM were like, no, no, Ducati, no, Dorna were like, no. Yeah, so like I don't, I don't understand what would change. Are they expecting to have more money? Because um, mm. Dorna likes money. Um, they do indeed. <laughs> but I don't know. I can't see what would change unless like. Unless a Ducati team gets sacrificed, like say VR forty six do end up running Yamahas or something, um, and then there's six Ducatis on the grid, maybe six KTM's, four Yams, four Hondas, four Aprilias, feels a little less Ducati Cup ish, doesn't it? Um, mm, it does. Who knows? Who knows? We'll see. There's more exciting things to happen in the next year though before we start worrying about how many KTM's are on the grid for twenty twenty five. There is. <laughs> There's a lot of exciting stuff this year, and there's, for once, Ducati are in a bit of a sticky situation now at the moment because Luca Marini is injured mm. with a broken collarbone. Marco Bazzetti broke his collarbone over the weekend, <sighs> and now may or may not race, and will be confirmed in the next now 24 hours to 36 hours of the time of recording about if he may race. Mm-hmm. Then. Ine Bastianini's out, of course. Yeah. And so then you're like, oh, well, at least Michaela Piro could ride. But I don't know if you saw what happened. I, I, but no, I didn't. I, I've seen comments was, about it being madness, though. Oh, it was controversial. Oh. I'll send you the video after the thing. Basically, Lorenzo Zanetti and Michaela Piro were fighting for the CIV Superbike Championship. Oh, right, okay. Zanetti won the first race, and so then it was... I think Zanetti just had to finish second to win the championship, regardless of whatever. Piro mm. was leading the race. And Piro... No, Zanetti was behind Piro, overtook third. I think it was as Alessandro Del Bianco in third. So then he was... But in that same overtake, he was closing in fast on Piro and would have gone way off Wide. track. Probably it would have right. said down pit lane, I think. That was the trajectory <laughs> he was going. It was that like. <laughs> That okay. far off kind of thing. Yeah. He could have... I don't know. I don't ride these bikes. You know, I don't know the speeds. Da, 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 but for somebody with the reaction time of that, I would have thought he could pull sideways, pull to the right and go to pit lane. But no. Instead, he rode and clipped the rear wheel of Piro and knocked them both off. And conf- that won Zanetti the championship straight there. Because Piro got a DNF, which confirms the Nazi champion. Now, the Barney squad straight away said they're cheating. He did that on purpose. And there's so much controversy about it. And I don't know where I sit on the pond. I'm just mm. viewing and s- observing what I see. But Interesting. Yeah. I, wonder, I wonder what the data mm. suggests there. Because you, you'd be able to tell from like brake pressures and everything, like whether there oh, yeah. was uh, the ability like, for a highly trained rider to avoid a collision there. Yeah, because I can um, understand getting sucked in because like Tommy Brown yeah, gets sucked yeah, in yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. at yeah. Donington. Like, but then... Oh God, let's not go there avoid... again. <laughs> oh God. But surely like he would have been able to evade it and go right. I've seen so many clips of it and it's like, mm, but Pero is a hero because... He crashed, of course, got up, ran to his bike, picked his bike up and finished a race with a destroyed visor. You can barely see out of his visor and a broken ankle. 
and I think fractured fibula. So he was running around on a broken fibula. (laughs) Adrenaline's a hell of a drug, isn't it? Jeez. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And changing gears and like leaning over. Unreal. Like I get out of bed wrong and that's me done for the week. I can't. Oh, yeah. I can't function. I can't move. Like Piro is not a young guy. Like, I mean, you're making if you're. Like he's thirty-seven. I'm not far behind him. <laughs> yeah, he's thirty-seven, I mean, and he's still got that. Wow. Um, interesting. I want to see some footage and, and see what happens here. I take it like uh, nothing um, official has been like investigations been launched or anything. So just sort of no, like that's it. Nothing. That's the result. That's what happened. That's racing. Yeah. Um, and then they pretty the, much the like that's the result. Get to bang. just go home. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Zanetti champion, bash done. That's yeah, it. that's it. Excellent. To the pub. Yeah, this is mm. weird. but So that means Piro is out as well. So Ducati have four riders out. The only riders that need to be replaced are Bastianini and... Bas- no, and Marini, Marini, because they were more than 10 days towards the race. Yeah. So theoretically, although there are four injured riders, one of them was only replacing... Bashinini, so there are yeah. three spots there. Bezzecchi's was within 10 days of the Grand Prix, so that's fine. So they only really have two spots to fill. One of them I would assume would be Danilo Petrucci. Yeah, you'd think. He's not going to win the Superbike title. so. And no, and they're not racing this weekend either, which is good. Uh-huh. Um, so there's yeah, just one more seat that needs Petrucci. to be filled if Bezzecchi, if Marini doesn't ride. Mm. I have no idea what they put on it. <laughs> well, maybe our Bautista could do it. Yeah, I mean, this title's basically wrapped up, isn't it? Um, mm. I want to be really fun and say that there's someone who like owns the team that Marini rides for, oh, and yeah. is very closely related <laughs> and has a bit of experience <laughs> on a motorcycle that might be able to do it. Yeah. That, that oh, would be... It'd be lovely, wouldn't it? It would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. On a Ducati as well, like a bad yeah. one, but... I would love him to Yamaha come in. Ambassador. He is a Yamaha ambassador, but... I don't know. But it would be amazing. Rossi does what he wants, doesn't he? Like, he does. He uh, does. Yeah, that would be great, but... Mm, I don't know. I mean, if, like, I can give them my number. If you <laughs> yeah, could, pa- if you could pass that on, like I'll have a go. Yeah, I'll pass it on. Yeah, yeah I'll I, speak to Valentino for you. <laughs> I can maybe like just get into that hundred and seven percent rule or whatever it's called. I don't know. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. I don't think I'd be more yeah, than like, that. Give it a crack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give it a crack, like. <laughs> mm. Oh, I know but, who's really yeah. deserving of it. Jake Dixon. To be fair, like I don't. <laughs> He's not probably not going to win the the championship in Moto Two. No, probably so not. So I would be tempted to give him a shot or Chelsea Vietti. Well, I mean that would make sense, wouldn't it? As well, he's a VR Forty Six Riders Academy rider after all. Mm-hmm. Just get Minu on there. <laughs> Why not? He's done everything <laughs> else this yeah, year. Exactly. <laughs> he's done Super Sport the other week as well. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Like the only thing I think because they probably want an Italian on it. Would be Vietti. That would be really interesting. Too. I'd love to see Vietti on I it. Would. Just to see. Just to see. Because he clearly has speed. Um, yeah, because Vietti can be replaced by Borja Gomez in the Fantic squad. Borja or Borja was 
actually still racing for Fantic now, mm-hmm. but in the European series now and was on the podium both times this weekend at Aragon. So, mm. yeah. There you go. Mm. Interesting. But, I don't know. Be like, be interesting to see how we go. I think, like, you're right, though. Petrucci's a pretty obvious choice, but... Uh, yeah, I would say we'll so. See. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mentioned Maverick Vinales and Fabio Cotterara earlier. You did. Tell me more. So, some more rumours for you. Again, take <sighs> these with a pinch of salt, please, the love of God. I love salt. The rumours are, but Fabio, here's what I said about the Insta post. Oh. Rumours are that Vinales could replace Marquez at Honda. Nope. Yep. And Cotteraro could then go to Aprilia. Oh. Which would be a nice prospect. That would. I just can't see Vinales trading that Aprilia for anything. Double the salary, triple the salary. Like, he he knows all too well what it's like to be on an underperforming bike and there's nothing you can do about it. And I just don't think he'd be like, yeah, I'll try and tame that Honda. I just don't think he would do it. No, I can't. Um, I don't either. But I would love to see Fabio on a European bike, shall we say. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would be good. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I can't see that happening. But you're right. There is like a there is a, a sort of shock Honda seat needing filled. So who's going to fill it? I don't know. And I have seen this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Um, Yeah, I don't know. That's a weird one. That is a weird one. People have been like saying Fabio as well, but... Nah. No. I I I don't think so. Although, to be fair, like Honda seemed to be trying a little harder than Yamaha. Yeah, they do, to be fair. Um, they seem to have mm. taken more steps through testing throughout the year and everything than than Yamaha have. So I mean, you might have a little bit more faith in maybe in uh, yeah, and... in in that, that that camp. But who knows? Yeah, because it's a weird one. Because Zarco would be a good spot for it. Yeah, but apparently Lucia Cicinello was quite hesitant to get to lose Zarco. Even though HRC may get the final say, what I've been told, again, take it with a bit of salt, is that he signed for both LCR and Honda. So there's a bit of like mm. a weird dynamic there. Then right. I think maybe putting a Krona on it. And the Krona, I think, is the first rider since 2008 to ride that Repsol Honda and not have a world championship to their name. Since Akawa, Akawa in 2008. I can never pronounce his name. Akawa, yeah. Well, I mean, it just goes to show like how over the last decade, even the last five years, the Repsol Honda has, or just Honda in general, it's just been the bike that you, you they, they, they can't, they can't be as selective, shall we say. And like, yeah. if, if Lacona were to, so are we saying Lacona would, would jump on the Repsol or the LCR? It depends on Zarco, I think, because he could step on the Repsol, theoretically, mm. and that would make f- 
sense. I don't see why that wouldn't be an issue. But Zarco would... Oh, it's Akada. Sorry, it's Akada. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't yeah. have a world championship who stepped on the Repsol Honda. That was right. Okay. Um. But... So, Lacrona would be a good shot for it. I think so. Because mm-hmm. he's ridden it. He did actually respectively quite well. He brought it home at least as well. He did. Which, and he didn't you know, do too badly. Yeah, yeah. he did. Like, and if Lacrona were to move specifically to the Repsol Honda as well, mm. who would have been the last rider to move from World Superbikes to a factory MotoGP seat? Straight to factory. Um, God, that's a good question because Crutcher didn't. He came to Tech 3. Speed yeah. went to Tech 3 as well. Um, maybe Colin Edwards. Go to factory Yamaha. So we're talking like 20 years pretty much, aren't we? Yeah, I'm. that's like, don't quote me. I might just quickly yeah. see if I can actually go back <laughs> through the that. years. <laughs> oh. So 2013. That would be a bit be of a, a boon, then. almost. That would be something Lacona would like on his wiki page, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Because um, you don't see many riders actually jumping that way anymore whatsoever, really. No, 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 not not, not since the, the two classes have diverged so much in terms of technology Yeah, as well. they are worlds apart, really, these days, I think. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I think it might be. Again, don't quote me, but I do believe it might be Colin Edwards. Because Jonathan Rea did ride the Repsol, but it yeah. wasn't as a full-time ride. It was just some, as a replacement card. rider. Did very well, but anyway, that's another did topic. very, very well, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I can't think of anyone who jumped straight to a factory team from World Supers apart from Colin. Mm. Which, he didn't even do that. Yeah, no, he, he, he jumped on the Cube, didn't he? It wasn't Yamaha, he jumped on the uh, Prilia Cube. Oh. Which I believe is a factory F. That, the um, factory, factory, yeah. Yeah, it was a factory F. I'll just triple check. Technically. Not with the same yeah, prestige. Yeah, straight on the... Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Straight on the Aprilia RS Cube, yeah. Has there on ever the been bike? a World Superbike rider who's jumped straight onto a Repsol Honda? I don't know. Has it ever happened? <laughs> I don't know. Like, as a full-time ride, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. as a full-time ride. Okay. Um, I don't I mean, this this might not be the most engaging listen for, well, for listeners. There's probably someone Nikki screaming Hayden, the answer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nicky Hayden came from AMA at the time, Superbike. Did the odd Superbike wildcard straight into Repsol Honda. I think That's that... Nikki Hayden. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna say that counts. I bet there's been someone screaming yeah. that at us as well. Yeah, I'd say that's probably the most recent because Alex Barros doesn't count. I just clicked him, but he was in the eighty cc's back in the day. Nah. That's how long he's been around. Eighty right. <laughs> cc class back in nineteen eighty six. Jeez, Gosh. I'm gonna ride you. <laughs> that is wild. Yeah, me. But yeah, I'd say Nicky Hayden. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Well, there we go. That's 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 satisfied my curiosity. Thank you. Okay. Cool. Nice. <laughs> but yeah. So I said about Instagram posts though. Uh, oh. Right. So Fabio Cotteraro, the king of the cryptic, I think he's, he's he likes doing that. He's put on his Instagram story, and 
I'm, it might, I can see it being a bit of a reach. And I know that. I understand that. We love but his Instagram story, he has just posted like his phone's lock screen <gasps> and said, Good morning. The time is 9.09 and the 9th of October. So, numbers, a lot of them have meanings. The number 999 signifies completion and new beginnings. Right. And he is for ninth and the ninth, and so ninth minute of the ninth hour of the ninth day of the month, which signifies completion and new beginnings. Uh, uh, Very this cryptic. Is on, this is on his Insta, you say? Yeah, his Instagram story, yeah. Oh, his story. Ah. Yeah. With some oh. like, random notes on his lock screen. And what does all what do all those notes mean? Yeah, that's what I mean. It's, one says fit, one says... Akron? I don't know. Macron? Is he on about the president? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I was, I was just a bit... Interesting. Very intrigued, especially because it's 999. Maybe it's just something completely random or whatever, but... Yeah, it's it's interesting, to say the least, shall we say. Yes. I am intrigued. But, well, I mean... What does it mean? Where's he going? Like we've not we've not had a cryptic clue from Maverick Vinales about going to Honda. So like, <laughs> you know, what? Well, where are we? Is yeah. there is there a third factory Aprilia on the grid next year? Where am I? Is Alesh retiring? Yeah. God, what's what's no, going I on? Know. This is a, mm. this has been a very silly season, hasn't it? Yeah, silly has. silly uh, season. Probably the silliest in a long time because Mark Marquez is leaving Honda. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're right. Mid-contract as well. Yeah, like, Sheesh. oh, wild. But, yeah, that was quite an interesting one. I just wanted to slick that in there, Fabio, in his little um, cryptic post, shall we say. Mm, I wonder what Lauren would have to say about this as a yeah, Fabio why, fan. Why is, where is she? <laughs> Don't know. Yeah, no. Anyway. But, yes. Anyway. I think it might be a good time to go on to predictions. I don't know about you. Yep, sounds good. I Let's... haven't got any from Lauren, though, which is annoying. But... Ah, that means she can, like, listen to the pod mm-hmm. and steal our predictions. Watch her send them, at, like, after FP1. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she can't input them because she's too late. Mm-hmm. Disqualification. Mm, I... Oh, yeah. I'm going to start. You can go first on all three classes, I think, on this. <laughs> yeah. Me? Me first? You. Yeah. Right. I see your tactic here. So right. I've already put my MotoGP poll winners in, winners in there. So. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, so, we'll go mm. Moto3 poll first, please. Guinea. Where are we? Mandalika. Is it Mandalika? Yeah. 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 Mandalika, whatever you want to call it. Uh, who's gonna be on pole? I think. I think Messiah's just in a run of form now. I think he's. He is on fire, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. I'll have a bit of Messiah, please. I'm gonna put Sasaki. Hmm. Hmm. And can I have your third place, please? Is anyone injured? I don't think so. Mm. Third, let's have. Oh, 
Let's have Vire, please. Vire, nice. He's been sniffing that podium a while, hasn't he? Yeah. Okay. I've gone with David Alonso. Interesting. Mm, I like it. Well, I, I, I was going to go Alonso second. So. Okay. Are you yeah. going with Alonso second still? Yeah, I will. Okay. Yeah, since, since you've gone third as well, so might as well. Yeah, okay. Keep it Fair interesting. I've gone, I've gone Sasaki. Mm. Yeah, and yeah. who are you going to win? Messia, please. Yeah, yeah. I've gone Messia as well. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's completely fine. This is interesting, though, because we mentioned it a little while ago about Moto2 riders such as Ayagura and Chantra doing well on the flyaways. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Chantra's done pretty darn well. Yep. In the last few races, as we saw. Last year at Indonesia, I believe, yeah, it was Chantra who won there again. Yeah, it was. So, I think he's in a shout with another victory now. Yes. That's my thoughts. Yes. But... Um... I need pole position first. Well, the thing is, like, when I predict Chantra to be on pole or to win, he he, he doesn't. So <laughs> I'm damned if I do or damned if I don't. Uh, Honestly, yeah. Let's have a little bit of on pole. Again, anyone injured that I might not be aware of? Training accidents? Yeah, he's carrying an injury, but that's about it. Yeah, maybe we weren't going to go with him anyway, were we? Um... <laughs> Let's Yeah, let's have let's have Chantra on pole. Let's do it. Nice. Let's do okay. it. Okay. I like it. I've got Dixon, you know. I was I nearly went Dixon, hence the sort of weird English mm. accent I was just doing, but then I, I backed yeah, out. It's, it's very good. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> mm. Nice. Yeah, so third place, please. Mm, third. Do you know what? Do you know what? Let's get let's let's just let's just get interesting. And you're either going to run away with the championship, or I'm going to look like a genius. I, I mean, our championship, the predictions. Yeah. Let's have Joe Roberts for third, please. Okay. Okay. Interesting indeed. Where did he finish? year he was he's 11th i can't even find him on the championship table oh yeah he was 11th yeah okay interesting choice <laughs> i've gone with Arbolino. okay <laughs> potentially also yeah. an interesting choice yes mm. depending on how he's feeling that day yeah yeah just see see if he's got good feelings or not yes mm. okay and second place please i'll have i'll have chantra second Okay. Let's okay, just chill out. Yeah. Yeah. Chill. Pump the brakes on that a little bit. Well, I've gone with a Costa second. Oh, okay. And well, who've gone to win? I've got a Costa to win because I think. And I've got Chantra yeah. to win. <laughs> oh man, we keep doing this. So we keep the swapping for second. Right. Okay. Yeah, we do. So we've got an outlier mm. for third, and then we've got Chantra and Acosta in, in first and second, but swapped. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Right. Yeah. And Lauren's probably fun. got it right and is going to catch up Lauren's with us. Probably, Lauren's probably gone with Mattia Passini, <laughs> um, Fermin Aldeguer, and 
Marcos Ramirez, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> no luck. <laughs> okay, so MotoGP pole, please. Right. This, we do have injuries to worry about, mainly you can't if you fall. We do. MotoGP pole. Who was Paul last year? What's Paul last year do? Oh, I've not actually checked the weather forecast. I'm not going to do that. That's it's sunny, it's seriously. sunny, it's sunny. Otherwise, I'd put be Miguel. Sunny. I'd I know, I yeah, Miguel, yeah. but yeah, it's sunny. That's what I was just thinking. Um, yeah. Mar- oh, Fabio was on pole last year. Fabio was on pole last year. Not going to be this year, though. Then it was Martin in second. Mm. God, it's hard to ignore Martin, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, let's have Martin. I've also got Martin. Oh, God. <laughs> right. Sprint race winner, please. Yeah, sprint race winner. Sprint race winner. Oh man. I don't know the circuit too well either because I'm not I'm not good with the fresh ones. The last MotoGP game I played was MotoGP twenty, so Oh my god. I've not I've not had a shot round it, you know, I've not, I've not. <laughs> <laughs> um Sprint race winner. Let's just go with Blumenek. Let's. Why am I finding this so difficult? Sprint race winner. I'm gonna have to go with Martin because Martin. Boring. Yeah. Interesting. I've also got Martin. So. God. (laughs) Great. Mm -hmm. Nice. Third place, please. Alish. Alish. Okay. Yeah. Okay. A Asparger. I've gone with Bang Naya. Mm. Second place, please. I'll have Peko. Nice. Okay. I've got Marquez. M or A? M. Right. A has got broken ribs. Um, oh, so he does. Yeah, he's another injured rider. He's trying to race this weekend as well. Yeah. It's not going to be easy, though. No. Um, well, for, for the win, I'll have Martin. I'm going to have another triple. Great. Another triple Thanks. crown. I've also got Martin. <laughs> have we, have we gone like, tri- we've both gone a triple for Martin? Right, okay. Yeah, pretty much. And Bloody hell. does mean that we've both predicted Martin to take the championship lead this weekend. Yeah. I predicted mm. him to take it by two points and you by some. A few Six more. more. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Wow. Quite interested. Yeah, I'm excited, but I mean, the time zone's not very exciting. No, what are the like, timings for this weekend? I have no idea. I look. think it's GMT plus eight. Oh my word. So, and we're so minus seven. Everyone, 2 a.m. Yeah. Last practice is 9 a.m. It finishes. So the races, that's what we want to know. Five. Then six fifteen, then eight. That's not too bad, to be fair. It's bad enough for me. Mm, but then it's like the sprint races at eight a.m. But mm. FP one for motor, FP three for motor three starts at one half one in the morning. Oh. Yeah, no, I think I'll rely on on catching up with that. Yeah, I don't um. blame you. It's all right. We've only got four more of these weekends like that, so it's fine. And then Qatar, and then Valencia. Yes. Oof. Correct. Yeah, like on Oof. Saturday, Mercury free practice at in Australia starts at 
half past ten <laughs> and the sprints at six AM. <laughs> well no, five AM. That's fun. That's an all night of that, isn't it? <laughs> Bloody hell. Yeah, I might have to take the yeah, weekend no. off work. Not gonna do yeah, that. Yeah, three but... race at one AM. Jeez, yeah, no, I think I'll I'll rely, I'll rely on catching up with those. I think, yeah. Yeah, I'm not surprised. To be honest. Mm, mm. Yeah, this is just like, like it's uh, it's weird. It feels kind of nice to watch these races in the middle of a night, but it's also because then it means you like freeze up your weekend a little bit. But then it's like, God, you are tired the whole weekend. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's fun. It's fun. We love it. We do. We do. Yeah. I think that's all we've got time for as well on the podcast, you know? Yep. Yeah, I'm happy. I feel like I've talked all the yeah, nonsense I had in me. It's not to talk about. Like, of course, like Marquez and Acosta and all that, but apart from that... Yeah, like, it would have been different if we'd had confirmation on where Marquez was going as well. That would have added yeah, a few more minutes, but... Uh, yeah. Hey, that just gives us more to talk about next time, maybe. Exactly. We may get an announcement this weekend. That'd be cool. Mm, that would be very cool. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. I think that's everything. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye.